0: Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living? And want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Tomsett. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show.
1: Yes, and thank you, first of all, for subscribing to our series, the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family all about it. It's all about saving your hard-earned cash and uh, so important at the moment with the uh, financial crisis we're all living through. It's never been so important as it, Mrs Mean, to save your money.
0: You've got to be careful. You've got to know what you spend. You've got to get value for it. But also, if you can... Try and have a bit of fun. Some fun doesn't cost any money at all.
1: It's very true. Now, don't get too close to me today, Mrs. Mean, will you? Because I'm I'm suffering with a bit of a lurgy The voice isn't quite the same. So do bear with us on today's podcast, which is all about pets. Yes, British people bought hundreds of thousands of pets during the pandemic, but now, of course, as workers are returning to the workplace and the cost of living crisis really biting, many are wondering how to cut the cost of their new best friend because you know. You can spend a lot of money on your best friend, can't you, Mrs. Mean?
0: Absolutely. And it's not only dogs and cats, but hamsters and rabbits and even fish require money because they all have to have the best quality and maybe their own special little coats and things. So people love their pets and they want to indulge them.
1: Absolutely right. So today we'll be taking a look at the following areas. The cost of a pet, pet insurance, which can vary tremendously, uh, pet food inflation and pet food banks, dog walkers and, of course, doggy debt. Daycare, And I can speak from first-hand experience of this because we have a lovely Baxter the Beagle, and uh, he does uh, doggy daycare. He's 10 years old in uh, January, and Mrs. Mean, his insurance, you know, we'll get onto this in just a moment, but his insurance is quite pricey now uh, because he's an older dog, but we'll, we'll touch on that very shortly. First of all, the cost of a pet. I mean, you can spend thousands of pounds on a pet can't you i think we got baxter for just under a grand but now a pedigree beagle you're looking three four possibly more thousand pounds
0: oh you are pedigree dogs are very expensive and unfortunately pedigree dogs may have more things more illnesses that they're prone to and quite a lot of people reckon that you're better off getting a dog from a rehoming one from battersea dogs home or one of the other centers now it depends. If you've got children, you may not want to risk a dog that's been in another home. You want to train it yourself. But typically, you can buy a non-breed-specific dog for between £400 and £3,000. Now, the 3000 is more at the pedigree level, obviously, <clears throat> but you can buy a dog for £400. Pounds. If you go to a rescue centre, they will probably ask you how much you earn, how much income you got, because they don't want to send a dog out to a home where somebody can't afford they don't realize how much meat a dog eats or how many inoculations they need and all those different things as i say get it from a dog's home or a dog's trust or whatever they will check that you understand how much a dog is going to cost so essentially you should work a budget before you decide to take on a dog because i would say they cost almost as much as a child if not more
1: well, a lot of people, they just, you know, they got the dog during lockdown because they wanted that extra companionship. It was a reason to go out and have a walk. But as you say, people got back to the workplace, they realised what an expense this was. A lot of dogs were returned to homes, to dog centres like, as I say, Battersea dogs and cats home. There's other centres around as well. And, um, you know, there are all these costs involved. You know, if you take on a dog or a cat or any, any form of wildlife, you know, you have to be devoted to it. You have to spend time with it take the dog out for a walk we you know sometimes cuss because we have to go out in the all weathers Uh, recently it's been really cold and uh, you know you're slipping up on the pavement you've got to be so careful but you know you've got to be devoted to this this pet and they do cost money there's no getting away from it
0: there isn't. And the um, PDSA, which is the People's Street for Sick Animals, they do a lot of research on how much pets are going to cost you. Because, as you know, a pet is not just for Christmas. Mm. And you've got to look at their lifetime costs. And they reckon the minimum lifetime cost for a small dog breed is at least £5,000. That's yeah. a lifetime cost. And that's for probably over 10 years or so. But they say large dog can cost you more than 30800 over their whole cool. lifetime. Now, they're including in that figure, they don't include vets fees, they include pets insurance. Mm. Now, pets insurance can be very varied. A lot of people find that um, I've had lots of complaints from people who've had pets insurance with one particular company, and and suddenly when the dog gets to a certain age or the cat gets to a certain age, they say... Your £100 a month or your £300 a month is going up to £600. They make it so that people cancel because they can't afford to stay with Mm. them. And once you've been cancelled by one firm or you just can't get insurance, if you're with one firm and their premium goes up, none of the other pet insurers will take you on because your dog or cat is already a certain age. And like people, as dogs and cats get older, they're more likely to have things going wrong with Mm. them. My sister has a couple of cats and one of them at the moment, she doesn't have pets insurance. One of them at the moment is costing her £200 a month. Wow. What's that, that on? That's on blood tests, on drugs and on consultations. So she has an annual checkup for her cats and, And the last one she went to, they said, oh, your cat has an overactive thyroid and it needs medicine. Otherwise, it'll just lose weight and lose weight and it'll be a pitiful thing. She didn't ask how much it was going to cost. And it's now costing her £200 a month. She has blood tests every month. She has drugs that she pays for. And obviously, you don't get those on the NHS. And she has the time of a a vet, I don't know, half an hour, an hour. So that is costing her. She says she can afford it but it's one of those things you have to think about. Some people think, oh, I'll go straight into insurance. Others say, I will self-insure because if the insurance is going to cost a £100 a month, I will put a £100 a month into Baxter's account. And then at the end of the year, I've got £1,200 for treatment if I need it. And if I don't, it rolls over to the next year. Mm. And that's one way of looking at it. But dogs and cats cost money. And Even without the insurance problems, you've got to have health checks, vaccinations, regular flea and worm treatments. They need food. They need poo bags. They need toothpaste.
1: I can't get a toothbrush into Baxter's mouth. We've tried, but it just doesn't work. So we give him these sort of dental chew sticks, and uh, he Mm. he tends to like those, and they they do the trick. But again, expensive. They're not cheap to buy.
0: No, nothing's cheap for pets because the people who sell the products for pets... A bit like the people who sell the products for young children know that we all love our young Mm. children, we love our pets and therefore we suspend financial restrictions when we're dealing with them. You need to microchip a pet, usually done by eight weeks, so it might be done by the breeder, but there are so many things that need doing. Shots cost between 100 and and £150. Pounds. Rabies vaccine averages £51. Pounds. So there's all these different things. Insurance has been made more expensive by the super vets that you see on television. Mm. And they do super surgery and a dog that is on its last legs, so to speak. They do something and they give it two or three years extra life. But that would normally cost thousands of pounds. The average pet's insurance policy is £127 a year. That goes up to 141 for a dog. But as I say, once they get to 8, 9, 10 years, it goes up quite considerably. And I hear from lots of people who it causes real grief to because they say, oh, we've not made a claim. We've had the dog for eight years. And as soon as he starts costing money, they stop insuring it. That's how the owner feels. The insurance company will say, well, you'd expect at this age the price to go up, but none of the insurers give a flat rate during the whole year. Mm. Also, one small thing that you need to pay for is an ID, a collar, ID tag, so that your name and address is there your mobile number, whatever it is, so that if your dog goes missing, it can be brought back to
1: you. We've got one of these uh, tags now, these i-tags um, that you mm. can buy for your iPhone, mm. and it sort of mm. goes onto the collar, and again, you know, about 30 quid, but mm. you know, it tracks the dog. If your dog goes off walkies on his own or her own, then uh, you can see on your phone where the dog is. So that's a very useful yeah. bit of kit to have on the collar.
0: With insurance, cheapest policy is accident only. So that if your dog gets run over or whatever, but most people, if their dog gets ill, we used to have a dog and he unfortunately got cancer. And one thing that was very good about it was the pet's insurance meant that he could be treated for several months and that helped us to prepare our boys for the inevitable. Mm. And so it meant that it wasn't a sudden, oh... He's been diagnosed with an incurable disease, therefore we can't do anything. And that gave us quite a lot of cover. So that was useful. So you can have accident only, you can have illness. It depends on where you live. Vets across the country will affect the amount you pay for your premiums. As I said before, the age, your pet's breed will also change the cost. Mixed breed dogs are usually much cheaper to insure than pedigrees because they might have hip dysplasia and things like that as a, a regular thing with their breed. So one thing I would also say, if you are short of money, it is possible that you might be able to get free treatment from Blue Cross or the PDSA if you are on benefits or you know you're thinking of a an older relative or whatever and they're on pension credit something like that they may be entitled to free treatment for their pet for the rest of their lives so it's always worth checking out I used to live near a Blue Cross place in Brighton and they had it seemed like hundreds of people would take their pets there every day to get treated mm. and they were all getting it for free and asked to make a small donation. So it's just working out what things are going to cost. And as I said earlier, you can self-insure... But if you get a dog that's poorly or a cat that's poorly, then you may not have enough money and you may end up using your savings.
1: So looking at the cost of pets today then on Mrs. Mean Money Show, still to come and look at the cost of dog walkers, doggy daycare. But let's take a look now, Mrs. Mean, at pet food inflation and pet food banks, because we've all heard about food banks for us humans, but you can get pet food banks as well, can't you?
0: Yeah, RSPCA has been increasing the number. There's 19,500 that provide food for dogs and cats, pet food bank service. RSPCA has a map where you can get help with animal meals. And one of the reasons for this is because on average, the cost of pet food has increased by 15% since January. But some of the specific brands have gone up as much as 35% over the summer alone. So people have to check what they're paying for things, whether they can buy in bulk to get it cheaper, whether their cat or dog or hamster or whatever will go for a cheaper brand. You don't have to have the deluxe brand. It's a bit humans, your children don't necessarily know which baked bean they're being given. And I think your dog or cat may not know whether they're getting a particular gourmet meal or not. So RSPCA, they have all their, on their website. You can call brunches for help. But as I say, pet food prices have increased more than human food prices.
1: Okay, thanks for that, Mrs. Mean. Now, one thing my sister and her husband, my my brother-in-law, are doing a lot of now is dog walking. Sadly, my brother-in-law's business didn't do too well during the pandemic and they turned their hand to dog walking. They have never been so busy or fitter for that matter, because they're out walking various dogs first thing in the morning, and again, late afternoon as well. Dog walking can be expensive. I know my sister doesn't charge a huge rate, not at the moment. I think it'll go up the longer she does it. But again, this is an area that you've got to think about if you take on a pet, the dog walking. If you can't, if you're busy in the office or whatever, and you want somebody to come in and take your dog out for a walk, equally doggy day, which we'll come on to in just a moment. But dog walking can be pricey, can't it?
0: It can be pricey, but it's essential, and it has Grown in well, need or popularity in the last year or so because people who took on all those dogs during the um, pandemic and were at home all day and could do their own walking or at least keep their dog company now are back in the office and. All the experts say that ideally a dog should not be left alone for more than half a day in the home, and particularly a younger dog because they may cause damage. So you've got to think about how you're going to get your dog walked. Some dog walkers, you'll see them out and they've got... Five or six dogs on different leads. It's amazing how they manage to keep them all under control. They're obviously trained these dogs well. If you are part of a group dog walking, it may cost as little as five pounds for your walk, more likely eight pounds, but much more. If your dog is taken out on its own, it can be as much as 20 pounds and Quite often, and I see round Hayward's Heath, there are quite a few firms, they've got their vans, they have keys to people houses, and they go in take Fido out for a walk and then take them back again so there's an element of trust there but there's an element of cost and if you are having your dog walked alone it's going to cost quite a bit more normally a dog will get an hour's exercise and it's good for them and it saves you coming back from the office or whatever and having to go out in the rain but it is an expense for people that they probably didn't think about when they were buying a dog and even small dogs need exercising it's not just the big ones
1: yes and you can't just rely on a small garden to to uh, have your dog go out and do their business. Uh, they need walking. They do need a daily walk. And it sounds like I'm teaching people to suck eggs here but uh, for goodness sake, don't keep them locked up all day long. That is not a pet. Uh, that is just um, it's being caught to the animal. Uh, another thing that you should take into consideration when taking on a pet, particularly a dog, is daycare for dogs. Cats tend to look after themselves, particularly if you've got a cat flap in the property. Mm. Uh, they can come and go as they please and they very often do. But dogs, you know, dogs. Doggy daycare, we have backs to go, doggy daycare twice a week. All right, it works out about £40 a week. Quite expensive, but for that he gets a day's worth of activity with other animals he's out running, he comes home tired out and we know he's been well looked after but you know we're lucky in the fact that we can afford to have doggy day care for Baxter but a lot of folks can't but it is something to bear in mind when you do take on a creature.
0: It is and it's doing the sums where the uh, doggy day care works out probably better value than having your dog walked by somebody mm. every day Admiral Pet Insurance reckons the average cost of doggy daycare as £3,456. Now, that's when a dog goes to daycare every day. Mm. It's expensive as a nursery, not quite, but it is an expense. And of course, you've got to think about not just doggy daycare. If you need your dog to go, you've got to go for work or or you're going into hospital or whatever, you need your dog to be able to go on board somewhere. And it's all these things cost money. And there are even services where people will come in and feed your rabbit, cat Mm. or guinea pig and they'll do up to three pets for a household and that's if you're out in the office, you know, leaving home at six in the morning, getting home at eight at night or whatever it is. You can't just leave a lettuce leaf on the side for your hamster. Hamsters have nuts or whatever. But it's all these things. Now, RSPCA reckons that if you can't afford doggy daycare and you can't afford walking, there are services that might be able to help you. Borrow my doggy is a company. I've just been looking Uh, at
1: this, uh, Lindsay. It's uh, fascinating. Share the love of dogs. Connecting dog owners with local dog borrowers for walks, weekends, and holidays. It's a great website.
0: It is. And the thing is, an awful lot of people who may live in flats or who have long hours or whatever would love a dog, or they live on their own. They'd love a dog, but they know it's not fair to have a dog in their small house or when they're out of work for very long hours but they'd love the opportunity to look after a dog and if you um, want to use borrow my doggy you pay i think it's 45 pounds for the owners and that allows you to be part of the service and a lot of people build up a regular relationship with one person or two people who Mm. look after their dog. And I think that's a brilliant idea. Great idea, yeah. And I know somebody also who does some walking for a thing called the Cinnamon Trust. And the Cinnamon Trust is a charity, and it's a big charity. I hadn't heard about it until… Somebody I know walks dogs for them. And this is for people who may be older, may have been in hospital or something, and they're not at that stage fit enough to take their dog out for a long walk. Mm. Again, it's totally free. You contact Cinnamon Trust and they have absolutely legions of people who will take your dog out for a walk. They're experienced dog walkers. They know how to walk a dog on a lead, etc. And I'm sure there are others, but these are two good services that if you are feeling the pinch, you can um, probably help yourself a bit.
1: Okay, thanks for that, Mrs Mean. Of course, the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast, all about saving your hard-earns cash and if there's one little takeaway we can grab from today's uh, mrs mean money podcast on pets mrs mean what would that be
0: really it is work out what it would cost you whether you have proper conditions whether you're working life or your other children or whatever it is allow you to have a dog There are too many people returning dogs to Dogs Trust and Cats Trust and other organisations. You see advertisements on television at the moment where people saying, have you got a home for a cat? Mm. Because these cats have been taken to an animal refuge and that is wrong. So nobody wants to do that and they don't want to not have enough money. So you've got to work out the budget, work out what it's going to cost you, probably go for a non-pedigree dog because that's got less chance of having a serious illness. Mm. We all love dogs when we have them and we want the best for them. And I think it's as much planning almost as having a child.
1: Indeed. All right. Well, that's a takeaway for today's Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast on pets. Lots more in our series that you will enjoy. If you've just discovered us for the very first time, just head over to your favourite podcast platform. Mrs. Mean Money Show is what you should be looking out for. And we do shows on loyalty cards. Look at holidays. Yeah, looking ahead to holidays for next year. Uh, Sales, getting the best mortgage deal. Uh, Look at student costs, look at renting, uh, the high price of free. What do we mean by the high price of free, Mrs Mean? Just explain.
0: Well, quite often we're told, oh, if you come to this restaurant, we'll give you a free bottle of Prosecco. Uh, But actually what they really want is to charge you for lots of other things, because most people, when they get something free, they spend much more than they would otherwise. You know, if it's a birthday treat for you, you may end up, if you'd been at home buying the Prosecco, it probably costs you £50. Going to a restaurant will cost you £150. So many times you look at packaging and it says 12% free or 15% free. Really what it means is the price should be cheaper, but we'd rather you buy more of it. And And we just got to watch out when things are said to be free. There's no such thing as a free lunch.
1: (laughs) Remember that one. Uh, So loads in the series. And don't forget, if you want to get in touch with Mrs. Mean, you've got an idea for another podcast episode. Uh, We're always looking for inspirational ideas from you. Do get in touch. Uh, Contact details coming up very shortly. And it's quite straightforward. Just head over to uh, moneyfightsclub.com, the Contact Us page, and get in touch with Mrs. Mean that way. Once again, details coming up in just a tick. But, Mrs Mean, one thing to say to you as we head ever further towards that festive period. Stay mean, won't you?
0: I will. I'll be generous with my love and my affection and my washing-up duties over the Christmas period, but I will stay mean. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to moneyfightclub.com and get in touch via the contact page. Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series and be sure to hit that subscribe button.